broads, broads, broads. I mean, here I am again having to hop on before the episode started and the Bachelorette season hasn't even begun yet. But it's been, what, two days since we released our last episode? And already, it's been mere days, and already there is more Bachelorette drama and tea, and we're more confused than we were even a few days ago, and we were so excited, and now we feel confused. I mean, we're all over the place. So, needed to let you know that Becca and I will be absolutely discussing all of this, diving into all of it uh, in Tuesday's episode. So, in a few days... You're going to get all our thoughts. And I'm sure by then, more drama will have surfaced. More discussions will have happened. So we're going to get into all of that uh, on Tuesday's episode. But please enjoy this episode today with one of our most favorite people ever. We had her back, Jessica Lignato, to talk about what the hell is going on with 2020. All right, broads, let's get into it. Episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Oh, broads! Okay, we're in for a treat today. We maybe, are. Maybe it's just me and Jess that are in for a treat because oh, no, you know we're. Per- did our listeners just absolutely? Oh no 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 no! Our listeners lost their shit when we had this guest on the first time. Became fully hooked on. Oh, I was obsessed. <laughs> their podcast i can't even believe it and i'm so excited and so becca and i we like went out on the limb and i'm like oh my god i wonder if jessica lignato is around and i can't believe it you are here thank you so much anytime yes. have me over anytime but next time i want to be sitting in betwixt <sighs> the two of you <sighs> on the couch with that cute background <laughs> honestly we would, we would you're love making it. my heart hurt i would just love <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's all we're like hoping for simpler times, right? Yes, like the are. times of like actually interacting with people and like giving them hugs and that we could just hold hug. hands together and podcast. Yeah. This is actually the first day that uh, Becca and I have been recording in person since in, March. Since March, because uh, wow. we went, you know, we full went safe haven, and then we're like, okay, now we've tested, and we're just opening up our little bubble we're to the two of us. Um, and so now we get to see, and I'm like, I, when she walked in today, I was like shaking. I was like a human being. So weird. (laughs) See her in person. This is so weird. It's very bizarre. Yes. You know what? It's like, I mean, if I can just like jump right on into a damn thing is like, I feel like it's so smart that you guys are doing this because it, it looks like this is going to be going on for so much longer. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you, I mean, not just in the U S but today I saw like thousands of people are marching in Germany because they're mad at masks. Um, so people are just like mask free being like COVID's fake. Oh, oh wait, so it's happening in other countries too. Well, that's sort of yeah. comforting in a not I mean, comforting it's, way. It's comforting to know that we're not the only idiots in the world. <laughs> we're not the only shitheads. Yes. <laughs> yes. But we, we do have a pretty, like, I feel like we've like cornered the market on it for now. Yeah. People are competing to catch up maybe, but like, <laughs> I feel like we we're doing pretty good. We're pretty high up in the idiot ranks. We got first place shithead yeah. right now. Trendsetter. <laughs> gold, yes. gold medals. Yes. yes. Gold stars, gold medals all around. So, I mean, I think it's smart to have strategies for the long-term nature of this. Yeah. And like, you know, pods with people you trust. Yep. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, okay. So, To our listeners, if you did not listen to our past episode with Jessica, I'll link it in the episode. When was that? Do we know what month that was? It was in July 2019. 
a whole How do you year ago? I'm so impressed. It was a year. Is this it's our anniversary? Like, oh my god! Wait, wow, that is actually <laughs> shocking. Yeah, to me. yeah, it is. Can it was believe? a really different world. A whole year, very different world, yeah. and um, yeah. It's can you give us a little bit of um a little bio just for if we have new sure. listeners. Yes, yes, yes. Sure. So uh, my name is Jessica Lignato. I'm host of Ghost of a Podcast, where I give advice and I teach astrology and I give the horoscope every week. And I, you know, I have a book. I got I had a book come out since I've seen you last, actually. Astrology for Real Relationships. I don't mean to brag, but it's very cute, (laughs) Uh, as well as also being very, you know, it's a good book. Read it, but also just look at it. Um, And what else? Uh, I'm an astrologer. I'm an animal communicator. I am a psychic. I am a medium. I am a humongous fan of curly hair. Uh, and you look I, fabulous with it. We do. Thank you so much. Well, you know, the weave the, the has gone. I had to take out all my extensions. I was so sad about it because you can't maintain extensions no. uh, look, in a quarantine. It's you true, know? but it looks great. Yeah. Thank you. That's very nice. Thank you very much. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think that's my bio. Is that a bio? I'm from Canada, so you may hear an accent. I live in California, so you may not, you know. Yes. You know. We're not yeah. too far. Oakland, right? No, yeah. Oakland, California. You guys are L.A. proper, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yep. We're both yeah. kind of in the heat of in different areas. Yeah, I'm in Long Beach now, so. How was your earthquake situation? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Did you wake up? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, oh so yeah. I only woke up because my daughter was screaming her head off in the other room. <gasps> oh, my uh, God. But I was just like, "Ugh, your Ruth is at it again. I got to go get up and bring her. And we brought her into bed with us. I had no idea, though. And turns out. Wow. I woke up before the earthquake happened because we got this. uh, Since we last spoke, we adopted this tiny, tiny, precious puppy. And um, is it this small, really? Because you're doing like she's very tiny. tiny. She's like five pounds. She's so cute. Okay. She's really cute. And she's become the love of my life. I could leave everyone in my family for her. And um, she started barking and growling. And she doesn't bark very often at all. So she wakes up, starts barking and growling. And I'm like, Ashley, she's sleeping next to us. I'm like, Ashley, what's the deal, girl? And then all of a sudden, boom, earthquake. And they know. They know. They know. And it was a quite a large jolt. And then there was a few afterwards. Mm. But yeah, I the mean, aftershocks are what always make me want to barf. Yeah, I really feel like whenever there's an earthquake, I, I like seek out my cats and I'm like, if you're not panicked, I'm not panicked. <laughs> right. The second you look scared, I'm worried. We you were together I mean? in the studio last year when we had a crazy earthquake in. Oh, yeah. In our, LA. The one big earthquake last. Yeah, last well, there was year. two. So one, I was at the Dodger Stadium of fucking course. And the other time uh, I was here with Jess and it was while we were recording and we were just like, but we have it on camera and we're just like what's going on but the weird thing about that is that earthquakes are also different right so that one felt like a like it was on like where we were on a wave and it was rolling and this one was like a mega jolt it was like which is funny because i remember like maybe three years ago i was i woke up in the middle of the night you might remember this it was three or four years ago in la and i woke up at two o'clock in the morning and i thought that a demon was shaking my bed like in the exorcist like that's actually that was my first thought when i woke up i was like well the demons have finally come for me (laughs) And they're shaking my I bed. I knew it was going to happen eventually. I was like, fuck. 
and then I realized fairly quickly that it was an earthquake. But but really, I was like demon in the room. Earth demons. Yeah. It felt like it was shaking my bed. Oh, that is terrifying. I really am not into earthquakes. Like I'm scared of, I'm deeply scared of them. I'm, yeah, you should I'm be. very, yeah. they're one of my yeah. biggest fears too. And I feel like a lot of my friends will make fun of me. You're not one of them. No. Most of my friends make fun of me though, because I have earthquake kits shit in all my cars. All me my cars too. are two cars. I have earthquake kits, kits in all of my many cars and uh, all over the house, like numerous. Yeah. I'm like this. Yeah. The big one is coming, and oh we yes. need to be prepared. Well, I'm sure you've seen Jessica the the footage from 19 what was it 1980 something when the cars yes. are just on the bridge and they're just driving off into the split part of the bridge in San Francisco. Yeah, well, I was in San Francisco like to visit not long after the earthquake, oh. so I was in the city for like just seeing the neighborhoods just oh my God. Torn literally apart. Yeah, it was shocking. And I think, you know, I'll just say I'm a huge fan of the go bag. I have go bags. We love a go bag. Every area code slash just in, in the corners of my house. I am a huge fan of, uh, you know, when you can like lock your heavy furniture to yes. the wall. Yes. We've done that. We have Smart. water. I've got like a water bo- barrel, you know, the kind that you buy and then you fill it up and you treat it. So it's like good for years. Yeah. Oh. I have. I have earthquake preparedness plans highlighted like uh, tools highlighted on the bio of my Instagram page. That is how into like survival tools I am because I feel like so many women are discouraged from having preventative Mm. measures in place around, you know, our, our material survival. And so I'm all about it. You're so you're it. so right. Whenever I feel like I bring up my fears for survival, I get shamed and then I secretly continue to stash more things. Yes. <laughs> now I'm not hoarding, I'm just preparing. <laughs> no, I mean you need your things in there. You need your socks yep. in there. I have a pair of walking shoes that I've never worn, but they're my walking shoes for when I need to walk across the state to get to a non-earthquake. I've read a lot of post-apocalyptic books and they all take place in the Bay Area and they always involve climbing over cement and crossing the Golden Gate Bridge. So I'm ready. You know, do you have an inflatable boat? That is an excellent question. And you're giving me preparedness shame by asking it in a very good way. I am lacking in a boat. I am lacking, but you know what I'm not lacking in? I'm not lacking in hella like uh, those straws where you can just like drink sludge water and be like, hmm, those are the life. Oh. What are they called? Life straws or something? Life straws. Yeah. I have life straws. I have the Berkey water nice. filter. Those are. I've got like, oh, they're the best. They're the best. This is not a product placement. And <laughs> forgive me if it sounds like it, but Vitamix, which you know the brand, right? Vitamix yes, makes I have one. They just came out with a composting machine, which I am coveting. Oh my God. I'm going to be looking that up immediately. I know it, it, it gives you fertilizer for your garden, like within three hours, within three very, hours. And because I have exciting. a compost bin in the backyard and, you know, that shit takes like six months. But it's not just that it takes six months. It's that it's gross. It's like mm-hmm. you put your hand in there and you're like, it's a spider emporium. Like all I have done is is disrupted and angered spiders <laughs> who are already against me. Another fear. <laughs> Another <laughs> fear. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's low key. Our theme today is like terrifying things, a.k.a. 2020. 2020. But I feel like putting your hand in a compost bin should be a fear. Yeah. It's a little intimidating. It's a little intimidating. All right. Well, Broads, with everything we've been talking about right now, I'm sure you're not surprised to hear that I've seen an insane amount of reports coming out in the last few months that, well, on top of everything else going on, uh, there's been a drastic drop 
in a lot of libidos. As if the world wasn't tough enough right now. So friend to friend, broad to broad, I'm going to introduce you to something that's been getting me through it. And that is O-Shop by Omax. And who am I kidding? Introduce you to this. We've been raving about this product for forever. O-Shot is the 100% natural sex lube that you need in your life. It is formulated by women, so you know it's going to be good. Made with luxurious liquid coconut oil, hemp-derived CBD, and all natural botanicals like kava root, peppermint, cinnamon, ginger, and vanilla. Oh, all the good stuff. This formula is completely non-toxic and safe to eat if you catch my drift. Um... And if you're looking to improve your libido or spice up your sex life with a partner or with yourself these days, uh, I can tell you from experience that O-Shot is a must try. After applying O-Shot, instantly amplifies your arousal and your ability to achieve stronger, more frequent orgasms, which means less stress, better sleep, overall happier disposition, at least for me. So basically, it's exactly what we need right now, right? You'll feel the effects within 10 minutes of applying and uh, it lasts for up to an hour of fun. This stuff is so good. Seriously, I've gifted it to a number of friends, you know, because I'm an orgasm Santa Claus or whatever you want to call it. Why not share the love, you know? So listen up because Oshot is offering our listeners 20% off Oshot plus free shipping. Just go to OshotCBD.com today and enter code chatty. That's O S H. OTCBD.com and enter code chatty to get 20% off OSHOT and site-wide. Come on. You'll thank us later. That's OSHOTCBD.com, OSHOTCBD.com and enter code chatty. I just have one question. Will hot tub work for a water source because it's chlorinated? That's a great question. Interesting question. That's a, that's a, that's a Google, Google me the answer kind of moment. Cause you know, I know that your hot water tank, like you just turn it off and then all the water in the tank is usable. You're supposed to fill up your tub right away. Right away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make sure all your toilets are flushed immediately because then the water that's in the tank is drinkable. I mean, Mm. please, you know, filter it if you can, but it is usable (laughs) water. Um, so there's, there's like things you can do, but if you have bathtubs, filling up your tub immediately is a really good idea. You know, I you did that right away. I did that right last year. I ran straight to the bathtub, straight to the bathtub, the turned it on. And my husband woke up because of course the earthquakes never disturb him. And he's just like, are you taking a bath at four in the morning? And <laughs> I was like, like, no, I'm, I'm saving, saving your, your life. life. <laughs> That's right. Okay. That's re- right. Real question. I'm not trying to get political with this. Do you guys have uh-huh. guns? That's a great question. That is a great question. Because my fear is never the actual disaster. My fear, as we saw with people's reactions, even to COVID, with the yeah. panic buying, I am not scared of the elements. I am scared of the people and their reactions to the natural disasters. I'm terrified of it. I can't watch yeah. World War. What's it called? War of the Worlds. War of the it Worlds. freaks yeah. me out. The I won't do that the either. People, ooh. Yeah, I won't do that either. I will say, I firstly, which is not exactly answering your question, but first answer is I, after 9-11, did get the kind of like gas mask that's like, 
you're in a nuclear event. I also have like radiation proof gloves. Wow. I also have iodine in my purse at all times <gasps> because if there's a nuclear event and you survive it, you need to take that fucking, it's not iodine. It's like thermodyne or something. It coats your thyroid and it protects you from the worst of, Are you fucking of cancer. I'm running this down right <laughs> now. I'm, I'm telling like, you. Hold it's in the highlights uh, of my of my Instagram. It's like I basically linked. I I actually really do not encourage people to shop with Amazon because fuck just Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm, I'm sorry mm-hmm. if that's not okay to say on your podcast. Please but, say it. Um, but I do have a like a, a list on Amazon of all these things just so people can reference it because there's no other way to make it like accessible so you can see what the product is. Mm-hmm. The only thing about this product though, if you are going to like go full. Jessica on this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is that if it's expired, it's useless. Like a lot of things, if it's oh. expired, you can use it. So you have to check the expiration date on your product. This is like full prepper talk. I, um, I love this. You guys yeah, ever watch Doomsday I, Preppers? I personally I am it. not for guns. Okay. Because I don't want on, on me, I don't want to survive at the expense of causing that kind of harm to others. So for me, I'm not for guns. Uh, my partner kind of inherited, like, it's like a, a vintage gum from, a, like, a grandfather who passed. Um, yeah, we but have it's one not, of like, an accessible... It's not really, like, a weapon. It's not a weapon. Mm-hmm. It's, like, an inherited item, sort yes. of thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's an item that happens to be a gun, but yes. it's not a gun. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. How about you guys? Do you have guns? My, my boyfriend has one of those, like, yeah, grandfather passed down, like, basically, like, a musket from the civil war type thing you know not really the best but you know i felt kind of the same way until now i have two kids and i'm like fuck Mm -hmm. if someone's trying to break into my shit and trying to steal our food sorry well i ended up i was i was (laughs) feeling similar when everything was happening and we don't where we didn't own guns we still don't but i was like i was very nervous and i'm like oh my god i could never i don't believe in guns i feel like i feel very nervous about all this blah 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 so i ended up purchasing a very high powered long shooting taser yeah you did see them because i'm like that i could get into yeah i'm like i this person will survive they'll be okay but i can get it from far away and it's like don't get near me i got this i forgot that i was obsessed with that i must you know when you like obsessively shop for something you keep all the tabs up and then like your computer crushes and you forget yeah i I have like is it gonna be bright yellow is it gonna be pink am i gonna allow myself to pay more for the pink one like uh but yeah i that's that's the answer, I think. I like that. You know, it's, yeah, it's it's also fuck the. I'm, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say that on your podcast. Sorry, I just feel like it's really complicated. The whole topic of guns is really complicated. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, t- I'll tell it, you what, it was freaking me out because when COVID hit, my boyfriend went out to get ammo for his gun, and everything was sold out right in then. the gun stores. Yeah. So then you start yeah. freaking out, and you're like, "How many of my neighbors are armed?" That's when I bought like, the taser. <laughs> That's it. I was like, That's it. It's freaky. I was seeing all the articles of like every gun gets sold out and every and I was just like, I'm going to need to get a taser because all these people are apparently running around with their guns. Also like a yeah. pellet gun or something like some sort of. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, be. it's all really complicated. Yeah. And it's like when we go into fear, I think it's really obvious you need weapons. And then when you go into like, how do I want to participate in the world? And like, what what do I want on my soul's conscience mm-hmm. that I have done? I think it becomes something else. And it's something that is really, it's, it's like authentically confusing to me. And I don't live in a rural place. Like none of us do, right. We're all living in cities. And I think that living in a rural place, it is different Mm, because there are multiple uses of guns. And, but, but ultimately I think, 
I'm, I'm personally very confused by when spiritual people or religious people are really motivated with guns because I just feel like what, how could you be spiritual and feel empowered mm-hmm. to cause that kind of bodily mm-hmm. harm to another person? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For me, that's really just like an, an ethical like line, but everyone's values are different. And, you know, and I think it's, I, I'm not judging other people's yeah. values because everyone has their own story and their own perspective. But sure. for me, that's a, that's a, like a hard line. Mm-hmm. And I read the road. Now, if you <laughs> haven't read the road, I want to say, do not read the road. It was the worst thing I've ever uh-huh. read. Have you guys read the road? Yeah. No, I haven't. The worst book that ever existed. <laughs> don't read it. It's awful. It ruined my life. Uh-huh. Like I read it maybe, I don't know, like definitely 10, 15 years ago. It's still haunting. Think you. about it. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it probably messed me up for like, I'm going to say at least two and a half weeks where I would feel like I was just like staring at a wall. I had a serious fight with my girlfriend at the time had recommended that I read it. And I was like, I will break up with you if you ever do something like this to me again. I was like, there is no world. I was like, there is no world where you should think that I can handle that because Mm -mm. we read the road and we have go bags everywhere. Not a coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's why it was written. That's why it was written so that we would all prepare for uh, an apocalyptic event and also be terrified of our neighbors, I guess. (laughs) You know what I also found out because of doomsday preppers? Basically, like, I hope none of you guys are diabetic because Uh, that's that's a serious issue. Yeah. Don't know why well, I felt like bringing that up, but I was just thinking I, about I will say, I, I don't know that you can get, I don't know that you can get them as much anymore, but you know, because as an astrologer, I saw 2020 coming, yes, um, I, I got myself a bucket of, it's like, it's, I got myself a bucket of food. It's like dehydrated food, sure, yeah. you know, for the apocalypse. Um, and it, you can get diabetic friendly, gluten-free, vegan, like you can get all the, I mean, and I say maybe you can't say anymore because people have like, you think they bought toilet paper, you better trust oh, they yeah. bought dehydrated food. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's just like living in an earthquake country. A lot of this like doomsday prepping is identical to earthquake prepping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it makes me feel a little less like, are you investing <laughs> in the apocalypse? Because I'm investing in surviving, not just surviving personally, but like if you have this stuff, and you never need it, then you can give it to neighbors sure. and give it to mm-hmm. people who need that stuff, you know? And if you do have a need for it, you can share it with your neighbors in general who aren't prepared because you better trust. You look to the left and you look to the right. At least one of your neighbors is not prepared. Which by the oh, way, facts. why is important. It's why I'm, you know, making, you got to make relationships with your neighbors. Oh yes. Very important. Yes. Then maybe they won't yes. come kill you for your food. Yes. Or they won't try to eat you. <laughs> yes. Also, I will say while we're here, yes, it is important to have Sharpies in your go bags because let's say some shit happens to your house and it's not safe to stay in your physical house, but you have like a plan with your friends or you have a plan with your partner and you're not both home when an earthquake happens, you write on like the, your porch or something. I am here. Guys, like, I'm, tell a bitch where they are. Oh, this is giving me anxiety. <laughs> I have chills. Sorry. I have I chills. Am, That's so I smart. Am, they, well, I've spent a lot of time and energy on my go bag. Uh, So yeah, I I always have a Sharpie on me just in case. It's so true because like, you know, I have my little wind up thing for my phone and all that. But like, you know, it's not saying that my partner is going to be somewhere where they have, you know, their cell phones are down, down, everything's down. Yep. So you remember just when like in blood. Hawaii? Yeah. <laughs> this is the just like, that I have. <laughs> just write it on the walls. 
it ha- it happens. Yeah. You know, people do, but a sharpie is more convenient, I think, than I blood. Think. I'm just, well, also, more convenient than blood, too, guys. Don't forget, like charred wood. You burn some wood. Just pro tip. Real talk. Remember this. Like I'm glad to be having this conversation because I feel like I would probably just go to the extreme to blood and be like, you had a lot of options. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute. I, there was a pencil in my purse. I, was like, um, I will say I was in Hawaii for the like, remember when there was a missile attack and it didn't yes. actually turn out oh that there was, God. I was in Hawaii when that happened. It was the morning. Um, and I was in a hotel room where the whole like, uh, like, a whole wall of the hotel room was glass facing the water where it would have been me watching the missile come through. It was what I might characterize as terrifying, but you know what I had a fucking bomb shelter in less than 90 seconds. I had a bomb shelter in my hotel room. I mean, it wouldn't have worked because it was like a bathroom was what I was using as a bomb shelter. It was like a thin hotel wall, but it was a glass wall, but, but, I had all the medications. Everything was being charged while there was still a charge. I was like water. I, I did all the, I like, I got to see wow. that when you are prepared, something kicks in. Yeah. You know what I mean? It like calms um, you. It calms you. Mm-hmm. And I met this guy the next day who was, who was local to the area. And he was like, yeah, my daughters, my wife, they were freaking out. Um, and I just sat on the, on the porch with my coffee. And he was like, I know Jesus, I'm fine. And he just waited and it didn't come. So he was fine. And I was like, now that is what I aspire to. <laughs> yeah. just like, God bless. My, that is my yeah. mom. My mom, like when we asked mom, I'm like, don't you need a gun or whatever? She goes, you know, like you can take me, you can take my body. You can take my food. If that's what you need, like you can take it. And I'm like, ha! <laughs> I will be poisoning myself and my children before doing yeah. that. Sorry. Seriously. So it's gonna be a no. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, oh, we are we are uplifting bunch. What yeah. We are. Look at look, this is what we're doing. This is we're bringing this positive energy, you know, into yeah. the podcast. Okay, but speaking of, can we yes. do? Okay, we need to do a whole episode on doomsday prepping. I know. So good. Obviously, please we have an do. expert here. Yes. <laughs> I mean, please do. I feel like women need to talk about it. It's it's important. It really is. We need yeah. to know. And yeah. God, I have so many questions. Also, what a fun project while in quarantine. I know. Seriously, I know. what else are you going to do? <laughs> Even probably literally do? everything is probably sold out, but you know. Right. But you can order. I mean, what are you yeah. doing but sitting around and waiting anyway? Yeah, right? totally. <laughs> Wait yeah. on my porch for yeah. my yeah, yeah, Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm dumb chill. Okay. So we have to talk about two things. No, first of all, we have to, we do have to talk. We have to talk about 2020, Jessica, because yeah. we need to know astrologically. You saw you saw it coming. I want to know about what we're moving into. Also, side note, broads will tag Jessica's podcast. But some of your episodes have been so peace inducing for me during this process. So glad. To so hear I would that. like thank to you. personally say thank you when I feel thank very you. nervous about what's going on. I've appreciated your podcast. Um, you. And so, also I've been receiving messages of people. And that's well, what we need to talk about. First. Yeah, people said that you predicted. Well, I don't know. Actually, everyone's been messaging me since that episode being like, what if what if what if it was this? Yes. Yeah, what if it was this? But this seems pretty, pretty straightforward. So the last time that you were on the podcast, Becca. Oh, yeah. I don't remember the exact wording. I should have gone and listened to it before. I don't know if you did. You said something about in 2020. Some I, w- I don't I don't remember the wording. I believe it was um, that there was going to be like a big change for you, like maybe creation or like yeah, I think creation. That's what the word I thought was used. To. And I do believe that mm-hmm. you were mentioning like bringing up 
your like your relationship like gray was a part of it or something like that and I then, don't remember that part but I remember it being like a creation thing and I, I was led to believe I was I wasn't led to believe I started thinking that it was some sort of career thing well because you had just started school again that was your new endeavor you were like oh I'm going back to finish my degree in for uh art and so you were like yeah maybe it doesn't necessarily feel like that well and then bada bing bada boom a few months later Becca gets pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uranus sex cell to your Venus. It often coincides with unplanned pregnancies because it increases your fertility and it also makes you feel sexy. Interesting. Bada bing, bada boom, as they say. It's definitely, yeah. yeah, that's so interesting because also, yeah, yeah uh, we've talked about this one, plenty of other podcast episodes but it was totally unplanned and also we were using like the pullout method every single time so i didn't think that i was pregnant and then it was like oh weird you were like actually in a few period in a few i mean nothing is foolproof i mean that's what we what we know but also um but the baby was is the baby's healthy everything's good oh yeah it was the easiest pregnancy ever fantastic fantastic birth experience just six weeks ago yesterday he was born in our uh, in our living room in a tub, and it was like the most awesome experience ever. It was fantastic, and I loved I loved quarantine selfishly because I just got to chill at home with my babies right. and and my boyfriend, and pff. and she knew that none of us were going out. Yeah, I had no FOMO. <laughs> right, was, so there's no FOMO. FOMO free pregnancy. I loved it. That's amazing. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. You know, there's also, there's something else in your chart. Hold on, girl. Hold the phone. Hold on, girl. <laughs> there's another one coming. No, no. You're right now going through a Saturn conjunction to your Neptune and Uranus. Are you having some health stuff? Like in... Not that I know of. No? no. I mean, you, you would know. It wouldn't be anything crazy. It would just be like... Just the baby. Yeah. It would be <laughs> like, oh, I feel like I'm iron deficient or like... You know, like I'm more exhausted than normal, like ba- like normal health stuff. Nothing, nothing scary. Mm, there's always something going on with me, it seems. But okay. I can't think of okay. anything in particular. Actually. You know, you're just in a period astrologically until the end of the year that is often coincides with having like less. Honestly, it tends to be more like me- less mental energy, which is kind of why I mentioned like um, iron deficiency, oh. because it's symptoms are exhaustion and feeling kind of depleted as opposed to like my back hurts or something, you know? Um, so if you're feeling kind of, if you end up feeling exhausted or low energy, or like, you're actually like, I'm deep diving into quarantine. And even if restrictions lift, I'm not engaging. Like, I just want to be more chill at home. Just lean into that is what I would say. Love it. And, um, but, but, you know, I looked at both of your charts before. Of course I did. Duh. Of course. Um, and, uh, things also seem like they've chilled out for you as well. Eh? Cause we, I remember we talked about like family stuff. Jess. Yeah. 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 Jess. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh my God. Sorry. Yeah. Well, okay. So Jessica, when we, um, when you were initially talking, there were two, there were two things. One of the things was that was family tension. Um, mm-hmm. And then the second was that um, my husband and I were going to have a huge shift dynamically. And you said it was going to have to do with like power slash money. And yeah. I will let you know that about two months after <laughs> two months after we did the episode, Evan had to leave his job and 
And so then he was home with the little one and I was the one who I was then in the power, more of the power position than I was before because, you know, at the time he was, we were both working, but, you know, he was taking a little more of the brunt on this. We fully shifted. And then... Congratulations. Thank you. And then since, of course, then... 2020 and his job is he does and then he ended up getting a new job um and was doing that for about two months but then his job is he does live uh uh, works for live um artists so it's all big concert events so everything shut down so then we went back into that position again Mm-hmm. since everything was happening and that's how it's been for a few months now but it's working eh? it's working great and i think the two months before because it happened before all of the the quarantine stuff it actually made the transition smoother because mm. it was mm-hmm. like we were able to communicate but it was very helpful to have the conversation with you because we talked about it after we got off the podcast and we actually had a pre-conversation to what if that's this happens cool. Will you feel insecure? You need to talk to me if you're feeling insecure. Why do you feel insecure? Is it because of the culture that we grew up in and kind of this misogynistic, like, you know, subconscious that you have to do this and blah, blah, blah. So it opened up all right. those, which was great. But then the family dynamic, which was really yeah. tough for a while, has chilled down, like chilled drastically. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, Thank I think you. it's <laughs> the transit that was fucking your life up. Um, I think it's over. It will reoccur for a minute more. Let me just give you that heads up. <laughs> Let me look up the next, oh, three years, it looks like. No, 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 no. more like three months-ish. Let's see. It starts August 19th. <laughs> okay. And you'll be in it until um, the 19th of November. So it's just a couple months. Okay. And, that, couple and months. that's the family dynamic? Yeah. I mean, it could be the partner dynamic but my my instinct is it's family of origin not chosen family okay you know what i mean uh-huh. so i would just be like oh, okay so if shit comes back up that's just an opportunity for me to like actually integrate and own what i've already figured out perfect it's not gonna be something new it's gonna be an opportunity to do it okay. you know what I mean? to do what you already know how to do here and um i'm so glad it was helpful it was like I, no I it, last time. It, having the conversation before it was so helpful and was also been very telling to me because I feel like sometimes people are like, why do you like with astrology, like knowing beforehand that I'm like, I was able to have an active conversation with my yeah. partner that we had tiptoed around and yeah. it was, and it helped so much, you know, yeah. and now knowing this with the family stuff, we can have this conversation again and prepare yeah. ourselves, you know, being like, Hey, let's remember how we handled this last time and the things that were positive and where the boundaries had to be set and, and all that. It's a good refresher. <laughs> so I'll, I'll throw one last thing in. I can't remember what you had said about this, but basically if you're not trying to have another child, I would bag it, snip it, whatever you need to do in 2021. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause you'll be going through the same transit. Okay. That Becca was just in. Uh, still still in the very tail ends of uh, next year. So you're very fucking fertile. Like you're stupidly fertile. <laughs> this is the both like, of us. Like yeah. this is not okay. <laughs> I she's know, even I, more, I she's this. way more so. <laughs> you have a, 
Je- and do you prefer Jess or Jessica? Jess. I mean, yeah, either, okay, but okay. Jess. I like. But Jess. Okay, cool. that's what I thought. But I was like, am I just making that up because I'm Jessica? Um, <laughs> I like but, uh, okay. I don't know. I was just like, did I? Did I? Anyway, you're Jessica. Um, I'm Jess. Hard that's line. That's how I feel about it. Hard line. Hard line. Um, but Jess, you have Venus in Virgo in the fifth house, and astrologically, that means lots of things. But one of the things it means is that you are very fertile. You've got like a solid ovulation, like a very (laughs) solid ovulation. And then Becca, yours is just consistent. Yours is just consistent. So you just fucked on the wrong day. If you weren't planning on having a kid kind of thing. Whereas for you, Jess, it's like your window is big. (laughs) Eggs for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for everyone. That's right. I'm really appreciating my literal nightmare. Appreciating this heads up because I'm going to schedule my our hour appointments tomorrow. Okay, like thank you. We're not. Thank you. You know, if we're having another one, we're adopting. Like I'm not having another. Good for you. And honestly, it's just um, fertility is such a fascinating topic to me as an astrologer. Personally, me, 45 years old, never want a child, never wanted a child, don't have a child. And have no regrets for anyone who's like on the fence. I just want to be a voice of no regrets. Absolutely. None. 0.0%. But I find fertility so fascinating because it's such an integral part of kind of the majority of humans experience. Mm. This issue of like, should I have a kid? I, I got pregnant. What does it mean? Like, how do I get pregnant? Like there's all these parts of it. And the emotions that come up Mm -hmm. for people of all genders is it's, it's one of the few things I don't think we can compromise for a partner. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like such a deep life experience. So it's something I'm really kind of passionate about, uh, astrologically, uh, not personally exactly for me, you know, but like for being able to, to support people in, but, um, yeah, between the two of you, you could have, you can have like a partridge family. You know what I mean? Was that them when they had like 700 children? Is it the Brady Bunch? Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch. You could have a Brady Bunch. It's just Becca and yeah. I with like our 17 story. children. Yes. yes. You could be a Brady Bunch. Our 14 uh, children. Yes. I would actually one watch of them that. is planned. That's my song for us. <laughs> Oh my god. That was funny. That was a good one. I want that to be your theme song. Just make that your new theme song. Theme song. Funny because someone just told me the other day the craniosacral therapist who were doing stuff with Franklin. Um anyway, she was like, Oh, when did you go into labor with each of your kids? And I was like, basically right on my due date. And she said, She's like, Oh, you have a super consistent cycle then. And I was like, Yep, mm-hmm. 29 days. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Let's your go. cycle is like like a literalist. She's just like, what? Is there an option to do it differently? Because I didn't think there was. Like, I thought I had to follow the rules. Um, so, yeah, you that Venus and Virgo is just very strong in you. So, right. yeah, you're, I mean, you both are very fertile. It's dumb. It's dumb. Yeah. We're just mother. Thanks for everyone. I really liked that. Thanks for everyone. Good. It's good. I'm just like, don't get your eggs on me, but we're good. Yeah. We're good. Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad it, I'm glad it was helpful. And so helpful. You know, when I look when for the last like two years, when people have been coming to me for to ask questions, I've been trying to say to people like in 2018 and 2019 and trying to give people answers that wasn't fear based, but was considerate of what I saw coming. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, I'm still in that ethical quandary of like, what is the fine line between, you know, saying something that generates fear? 
and saying something that's like pragmatically helpful. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and this is like off topic of your, for your shared sure. fertility in your future Brady Bunch. But I think that, um, I think that potential it's just like, Brady Bunch. Your, potential, potential. your fantastical, theoretical, mm-hmm. fictional Brady Bunch. Yes. Yes. Um, but it's really, it's a really tricky thing because the astrology certainly of 2020, unfortunately of 2021, uh, is, is concerning. And, um, when people hear me say that and they start to freak out, I just want to like ground you into how could it not be like, how could we be where we are today's August 1st, 2020 Mm -hmm. and not have 2021 be really complicated and difficult. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, in the context of the much needed social uprising and the cascade effect that that has on so many different things um, in the context of COVID-19, um, in, in the context of, of, again, the cascading effect that COVID-19 has. And then, of course, uh, the pretty alarming, from my political viewpoint, um, behavior of, of the current mm-hmm. administration and the threats to not leave, even if they lose. So, um, I, I think that we can expect things to be, um, unpredictable Mm -hmm. and, uh, chaotic. And because of that, before you even ask me any real questions about 2020, um, I just want to say like, some people are really helped like you, Jess. And then you're like, yeah, I want to know the like things coming my way so that I can prepare. And then some people are like, if I think about negative things coming, I dissolve into a puddle and I'm not useful. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it's important to know yourself and to know what helps you live a good life and what doesn't. And there's like a fine line between that and sticking your head in the sand. Right. Yeah. But I think that across the board, this is a good time to be really looking at your, co- you, all of our individual coping styles, right? Mm-hmm. Like, can you look at things that are scary and overwhelming and stay present so that you can figure out your role to play, right? So that you can grow and change. Um, And everyone's tolerance is going to be different, but I think it's about right now finding your baseline and slowly developing, or for some of us who can tolerate it, you know, quickly developing a new baseline and new tools. And it's just, um, it's, uh, you know, what they call a CTA, a call to action. Um, so I just say like, it, this is a, this is a time for major calls to action. And, um, and I think that, you know, you can look to astrology for, for insight into that. And you can look at the news <laughs> for insight into that. You know, you can look at your Instagram feed. Hopefully we'll give you insight. We'll give you uh, insight into that, or you need to change who you're following and update your feed. Right. It's like all the damn things, but um, that is my like preamble to whatever you're going to ask me about with astrology, you know, it. just to like help people make use of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Brad. So <clears throat> we all know about my struggles in the kitchen. I've been honest about that. I would like to be a world renowned chef, but uh, mama has a hard time and I've been trying. I have been trying lately And the only reason that I actually have been putting out some really delicious meals these days is because of HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit service. They deliver fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouthwatering seasonal recipes right to your door so you can skip the lines at the grocery store and the hours searching for recipes online and let cooking be fun again or fun for the first time. 
if you're in my shoes, okay? So fun and better yet, so quick. Most of HelloFresh's meals are ready on the table in just 30 minutes and that's less time than a single grocery store trip, which means you'll get a lot more time to actually enjoy the meal you're cooking. And if you or someone in your family has specific dietary restrictions, that's not a problem. You're going to find all kinds of options like vegetarian. Uh, They also have family-friendly recipes on their site. I mean, when I've been looking back and thinking on some of my favorite memories growing up, a lot of them involved cooking with my mom. And HelloFresh lets me make those same memories with my daughter now. She loves helping out when I'm cooking with HelloFresh. And because all the ingredients are pre-measured and packaged, it's super easy to give her tasks like mixing ingredients together or adding in the spices because there's no food prep. And I know even if she's doing it, it's still going to taste A-OK. And let's be real, she's probably a better chef than me already and I'm doing it. It's tasting good because HelloFresh is that amazing. Uh, We made the pizza Bianca the other day and hi, yum. It was amazing. Oh, and if you're a family whose schedule uh, is always up in the air, HelloFresh makes it so easy to change your delivery days. Skip a week, whatever you need. They easily adapt to your lifestyle and needs. So here's an amazing deal for you broads. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 80chatty. That's 80chatty. And use code 80chatty to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box, Additional restrictions apply, and you can visit HelloFresh.com for more details. But again, that's HelloFresh.com slash 80chatty, 80chatty, and use promo code 80chatty for a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Well, Broads, there's a good chance that your friends or maybe you yourself have made the switch to more natural self-care and beauty products in the last year or so. Um, It's no secret that natural beauty is having a moment and thank goodness as it should be. Um, But I will admit at first when it came to the deodorant, I wasn't so sure uh, because one of the products I swapped right away was my deodorant. And I will be honest with you, most all of the natural deodorant brands I tried were not cutting it for me. I was still a stinky, okay? But then I found Native and it is fantastic. Native is an amazing natural deodorant. Not only does it actually work all day, and I'm I'm talking like all day. I've been running around sweaty chasing a kiddo. At the end of the day, I still smell fresh. Um, But Native is also made of amazing ingredients that you've actually heard of like coconut oil, shea butter, tapioca starch. It doesn't contain any aluminum, parabens, sulfate, talc that can wreak havoc on your body. And honestly, those ingredients are going to be a big no for me going in my pits, okay? For sure. Uh, Native comes in the best scents too. On top of everything, they have scents like coconut and vanilla, citrus and herbal. Uh, My personal favorite right now is lavender and rose because I had no idea that I could smell, that I could get a deodorant that smells so luxurious. Um, and if you're not totally convinced yet, here's the thing. Native is risk-free to try. Every product comes with free shipping in the U.S. plus free returns and exchanges. So why not try it out for yourself? And you're going to see why so many people love Native already. And when I say a lot of people love Native, I'm saying that they have 14,000 five-star reviews. 14,000 five-star reviews. Incredible. So do what we did and make the switch to Native today by going to nativedo.com slash chatty and use promo code chatty at checkout to get 20% off your first order. That's n a t 
T-I-V-E Native D-O D-E-O dot com. Native D-O.com slash chatty or use promo code chatty at checkout for 20% off your first order. I mean, <laughs> my my question first and foremost is when you say you saw this coming. Yeah. What is it astrologically that made 2020 stand out yeah, so much? Yeah, and when you say you saw it coming, what do you see? Just like did like political mm-hmm. divide, like or just like so Raven style, yeah. <laughs> just right? Like, mm-hmm. Just see, <laughs> you're seeing cells, like the just virus in your mind. <laughs> It's like the Matrix, and I'm Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> I just want you all to feel that way about me. Uh, um, you know, it's I haven't. This is this is like a tricky. This is a, again a tricky thing because I feel really s- serious about the responsibility that I have if I'm speaking in public. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I I want to say like I would much rather be constructive and helpful to people than to have receipts and predict negative things. Mm -hmm. And I see the value in like predicting negative things if you see them coming and then having receipts, but I would rather not. And so, you know, in 2016, I finally told my partner what I saw coming. And after he like kind of pushed me, he was like, no, I really want to know. Why wouldn't you tell me what you're saying? Why are you so freaked out? Why are you having nightmares? And, uh, I told him that in 2020, I saw uh, a pandemic that was airborne um, that would be deeply destructive to human life. Um, And he freaked out. Mm. Now, will he be excited that I'm saying this on your podcast? (laughs) No, Um, no, he won't. won't. But uh, I didn't ask him if I could first, but oh, well, (laughs) fingers crossed. He doesn't freak out. But yeah, he, when I saw the look on his face and when I saw for like days after, and I like gave him details and yada, yada, and I saw for days after how it like kind of affected him. Mm. I was just like, okay, so I'm not talking about this in public ever, like never. So now it's after the fact. So I, I'm, I've now started like talking about it in public yeah. because it's, at, it's like, whatever it's after the fact. Um, but I want, but I'm sharing this in part because it wouldn't have been constructive. I am not a politician. I don't work for the World Health Organization. I'm not a scientist. Nothing of what I said would have stopped what came. And it wouldn't have empowered people to do anything differently. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, You know what I mean? mm -hmm. So I put, like I mentioned, like all those survival things in 2017 on my Instagram. Uh, And, you know, I was just talking to an old friend and she was like, I've been so glad that you made me back. It was like 2017 or 18, get N95 masks when you still could. Right. Uh, uh, so yeah, so she, so, so, so I did see an airborne, uh, pandemic. I, I didn't, I thought of it, I called it a plague because I didn't know the word pandemic. Like I knew it, but I didn't really know it. Now it's embedded in my fucking mind, but before it was plague. Um, so I did see that. Um, and I did see that it would, uh, disproportionately impact, uh, black and Brown Americans and poor Americans. Um, and so where I saw that from is like a series of things, including, but not limited to the Pluto return of the United States, which doesn't actually happen until February of 2021. So we're in the pregame show. No one wants to hear that. Okay. We might have to talk. And, uh, okay. So I've been, I don't, I, I, I like hearing, okay. Cause sometimes I get little premonitions and I'm like, is this just me being crazy or am I like, I need to be validated in that. I've been, don't want to freak people out. 
But I was watching The Pianist the other night and um, I was 20 minutes into the movie started. I had to turn it off. I told my boyfriend, no, like we were in the middle of the scene and he was like, okay, can we just, and I was like, turn it off right now, turn it off right now, turn it off right now. I was panicking. And then we both started panic texting each other. But like I started having this, actually last year, I started having this feeling of like, I might want to move out of the city because I have two small, I'm going to have two small children. And I started getting like really kind of freaked out about that. I was like, I really feel like I don't want to be in a major in our major city with our young children. Right now, even though I fucking love L.A. for so many mm-hmm. reasons. But I was like, mm, started getting weird about that. And then the past week I've been like, is there like some political shit that's going to go down? That's going to be like some serious like, is this me being like, you know, they always do stupid memes about Aquarius with the tinfoil hat. <laughs> but I'm like, right. Am I just being I, crazy or no? You're not being crazy. And also, I think you would look very good in a tinfoil hat. I feel like you could pull it off and don't let anyone fashion shame you for that. But um, come to next week's episode, (laughs) Becca in a tinfoil hat. Honestly, I do think you could work it. I don't know. There's something about your futuristic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, silver is cute. I agree. So, in regards to that, there's a number of things to talk about. Um, one is let's pull back from astrology and just go common sense, mm-hmm. right? Um, with what we see happening with the violence of police, especially targeted towards um, black people and brown people, especially targeted towards now at protest police, I'm sorry, uh, journalists and uh, aid workers. I mean, with the kind of violence of local police enforcement and also now the feds being deployed to cities that don't want the feds, that's not how America is supposed to work. The states have self-governance. That's what makes the great American experiment um, of democracy uh, what it is. Like it's what makes, has historically made it what it is. So to see a shift in that certainly points us towards great concerns in terms of the role of the military and the, mo- the role of policing. We also see groups like Boogaloo. Do you know about Boogaloo? Mm-hmm. I don't. Oh, God. Uh, did one of you... Wait, Jess, did you say you know about it? Yeah. Um, see, the people with, with go bags know about Boogaloo. <laughs> um, that sounds... There's that a, reminds me of the Babadook, and that's horrifying. I don't also, know what that is. The Babadook is also very scary. <laughs> I don't know what the Babadook it's is. It's a very, very scary movie. I would not recommend it. <laughs> no, no, I don't watch scary movies. I don't I don't watch any scary movies because I have enough scary movies in this You're, thing. Yeah, as someone, again, with someone with a go bag, you will be very afraid of what might yeah. be underneath your home. Okay, no. so don't watch the Babadook. I mean, if you, you know, I, I strongly recommend that everyone know what Boogaloo is. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a very uh, heavily armed uh, white supremacist fringe group. That is such a scary and name. I don't know why that it, really it freaks is. me and out. If you're in, you know, driving through the U.S., you'll see a lot of like cars with Boogaloo um, bumper stickers and stuff like that. Boogaloo is what they call um, the kind of like race war that they want uh, to have happen. You can only um, find them by how they dress, too. Mm hmm. I mean, they're Nazis. They're just like, it's like an American branding. It's a rebranding of Nazism. Um, You know, they're not originals. They're playing off of Nazi playbooks, Mm -hmm. right? So, um, which, you know, there's like a whole conversation we could be having about Nazism and its roots in the United States and its connections to the United States. Um, But separate from that, um, you know, there's, 
there's no way that this isn't, um, that we're not living under a pressure cooker, right? So when I give you astrological context, I want to say, like, don't let that part freak you out. Like, read the news and be freaked out. Sure. And, I, and I say this because I think it's like my ethical duty yeah. to be like, astrology is such a great context, but read the damn we news. We can see what's happening what right I'll in front of us. Sure. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so Mars goes retrograde. I wrote down the date so I wouldn't fuck a shit up. Oh, wait. Fuck a shit. Fuck a thing up. Uh, so September 9th, it goes retrograde and it's there until November 13th. Okay. So Mars is going to be retrograde in the sign of Aries. Mars is the, there's two planets associated with war in astrology. Mars is combat. It's police and military. Um, it's like guns and fist fights. Uh, Pluto's more like world war, genocide, nuclear holocaust. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I use those Voices only to lighten the load. <laughs> not that either of these planets. Uh, not that either of these planets mean that we will definitely have those things because yeah. these planets are are always in the sky and they're always doing something. Yeah. Um, but it is important to differentiate when we talk about war in the modern world. It is a completely different thing than it was the last time there was mm. a world war. It is a completely different thing. We didn't have drones then. There's like, we didn't have cell phones where people could like film what's happening on the ground and then it could become world news, right? There's a million things that are different. Mm-hmm. That said, Mars retrograde uh, that is upcoming concerns me in two levels. One is COVID-19 um, because Mars is a planet associated with the body, but it's also associated with the vascular system and inflammation. Um, and what we're learning about COVID, which we really, you know, for people who don't know this, um, you know, COVID-19, they call it a novel virus because it's brand new. Like we, so coronavirus is not brand new. This particular strain of the coronavirus, coronavirus just means basically flu. Mm -hmm. COVID-19 is a brand new strain and its presentation is more dramatic and deadly than most, uh, coronaviruses, um, and that's why it's a pandemic, right? And, and what we're starting to see is the vascular presentation. So people are getting strokes. Uh, people are having like different kinds of like blood issues. You see some people have like swollen feet or like purple blue toes mm-hmm. or stuff like that, which is not what you would expect if it was really a, a respiratory issue, which is how we can most conventionally talk about COVID-19 as a respiratory issue. But there's actually a lot of indications of it hitting our vascular system and being an inflammation issue. Mm. So if it is that, which we don't know, and we have theories, but we don't know yet because not because I'm an astrologer, but because it's new and human bodies or whatever. Uh, So my concern is with the Mars retrograde is the rapid spread uh, of COVID-19 and also um, further either mutations or uh, presentations of the kind of that, that component mm-hmm. of COVID-19. And, you know, we're talking, you, you asked me kind of like about war or combat and we have to acknowledge that so much of people's anger and what's driving people to the street is not white supremacy and the violence of, uh, police officers, uh, against black and brown people. Um, it's having to wear a mask in public at Walmart or whatever. Like it's like wanting to get a haircut. It's feeling like their civil liberties are being compromised because they're being asked to be considerate of others Mm -hmm. in this particular way. And this is, so if 
COVID continues to get worse or has a mutation and has new presentations, um, then we will see more anger on the streets and we will see more um, division between people, unfortunately. I mean, it's not like it astrologically has to be so. It's that people are being dumbasses. Um, but it's also that something that I talked about in my like 2020 year ahead episode of my podcast mm -hmm. was my concern about propaganda and what's happening. And we're already seeing it, but we haven't even seen, like, again, we're in the pregame show is like these pandemics, these like, you know, the president talking about like a medication that hasn't been vetted and now is proven to actually not be helpful at all for COVID-19. We have this, this like, these like, uh, oceanic waves of misinformation mm -hmm. and we don't, we have so much news coming at us through our phones and through the internet at all times that we don't have the skills. Most of us to source material, to see what year was this written? Who was this written by? Who owns this publication? Is this actually like, this is a article about COVID-19 was a scientist quoted, like was a doctor mm -hmm. quoted. Mm -hmm. Like most people aren't thinking critically about the news they consume because because people don't think that way, but we must, because there's way too much news in the news cycle. Um, and some of it's just clickbait and some of it's straight up B-N-N-A-N-A-S. I don't know if I misspelled that, but I don't feel like that's important. <laughs> the spelling does not seem important in this scenario, but I've been told that I spell B-A-N-A-N-A-S wrong. Don't know. Okay. So there's, there's that. And with what's going to come in again, I wrote down the dates, November, December, is these eclipses in the Sagittarius Gemini polarity. And my concern with that is, again, it will really intensify um, the potential for all kinds of problems associated with like cultishness, uh, propaganda, fake news, all this kind of stuff. And so we're going to need to become more vigilant and more critical in our thinking. Yeah. And again, this is deeply connected to your question about conflict on the streets, you know? Yeah. And and there's a lot of other things, but I, I feel like I'm talking about a lot of things. I'm dropping a lot of heaviness. So I just like, the problem is like, I could like pull out a scroll and keep on going. So I just want to be really <laughs> keeping it like digestible and useful. Well, and yeah, what you're just saying about propaganda too. I was just telling Jess earlier, I feel like there's been very pointed oh. efforts to divert people's attention to, yeah. to conspiracies and just yeah. unrelated topics that maybe do need to be talked about but for the present time are diverting efforts and energy away from something that is the present issue if that makes yes, sense 100% mm -hmm. 100% you know there's this is a silly maybe sounding reference but bear with me so I really love the books, The Hunger Games. Great books. Great. Very great books. Uh, movie, good too, fine, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mediocre. But there's this thing in the last... Did you guys both read or see The Hunger Games? I, I actually... No, not me. Great, that might great freak book. You I mean, out. <laughs> if you're into post-apocalyptic stuff, it's great. I'm terrified, but love into, it at the same you, time. It's, like, actually, I was, it's, it's pretty digestible. I mean, I was... It's, 1984, I, so. I read that when I was 12, and it was like my favorite book oh, yeah, for, the, it's for a great years book. and it's years. It's a great book. I mean, honestly, it's because it's YA. I think it's a lot more digestible, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. there's basically... Spoiler alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I don't usually mean it when I say spoiler <laughs> alert, but I'm actually going to spoil a movie right now. But there's like a scene, or if you watch the movie, or if there's a part of the book, if you read the book... Um, where there's like the heroine is like fighting the people who are actually on her side because the system is designed mm -hmm. 
to get you to infight instead of to remember who your actual enemy uh, is. And that is the upshot uh-huh. of what we really must do as a people. We're That's not what gonna, we were talking about. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. We were texting because each other like, I don't think we need. Yeah, yeah. yeah the right. issue is not our fellow the person. Hung, the Hunger Games is such mm-hmm. an excellent an excellent example that makes me want to go back and read them. Yeah, it was it was always a diversion from President Snow and everything. And yes. it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh gosh, now I'm gonna. Have and to it go was back. it was like when we fight each other, what we are doing is we're misusing our well deserved rage mm. and our well deserved heartbreak over the way things are. If you my my belief and my feeling is if you see somebody on social media who's uh, like. A proper ass hat, like not a tinfoil hat, an ass hat, <laughs> like somebody who's just like spewing stupidity or somebody who just you disagree with. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, let that feeling mm-hmm. empower you to reach out to your member of Congress and be like, why aren't you doing something about healthcare? Reach out to, um, you know, some person who has actual power mm-hmm. in the system. Mm-hmm. And say to that person, this is my damn opinion. This is not okay. Because elected officials have to listen to their constituents. Now, they might not do what we want them to do. But the more of us that actually make noise, I really do believe, uh, the, the further we'll get. I will, I will say that when we waste our energy, and I am calling it a waste of energy, yelling at each other, mm-hmm. social change isn't, occur- isn't made and systems don't change. You know, um, and so I think we need to just take that rage, bottle it up, take that sadness, bottle it up, and then shake it, and then put it on the people. I was spraying it. Yeah. I don't know why I was. I don't know why I bottled it and shook it, but I did. I bottled Bust it. I shook it. Congressman. Yeah, just on all of them. Just like learn who your representatives are: yeah. city, state, and and federal. Like learn who they are. Put them on your speed dial. Find, uh, you know, there's so many things like ResistBot that just like create a text for you mm-hmm. and tell you exactly what to say, copy and paste email, copy and paste, uh, read it on a voicemail or talk to an assistant who doesn't care what you say, but will has to write it down. Um, you know, do something that actually does something, mm-hmm. you know, that's my attitude about it. And within that, in order to make that choice, I think we need to, you know, recognize that we need mental health and emotional health and spiritual health care within all of this. Um, and, and I do believe we need critical thinking skills, which, you know, a lot of people don't have, and a lot of people don't want to invest in, but like just on a baseline, look at the date of an article was published, look at the source of, you know, the, both the writer and the publication. And every once in a while, look at who owns the companies you're spending all your money with, mm-hmm. you know, cause if they're putting monies into the detention centers, which are essentially concentration camps, um, where ICE is putting what I would say are innocent people just trying to like flee danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't give those companies money. Okay, you know what I mean? Prison, like, those are forms labor, of activism. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. don't. Yes, yes, exactly. So I think I think that the positive potential of all of the astrology is that we can become more motivated, more engaged, and as a populace, become more impactful. You know what I mean? Do, do what John Lewis told us to do and get into good trouble. You know, that, that mm-hmm. is something we can do, but it takes, unfortunately for a lot of people, especially people who have social privilege, um, not just economic privilege, but social privilege. I think it takes for us as individuals to feel personally threatened. Right. Okay. Well, everybody's threatened now. 
Everybody's threatened now. So hopefully that means that people get activated um, and not just out of fear, but out of a sense of of, of conscience, you know, a sense of like civic duty, Um, which brings me to another little bit of astrology I can share. Should it keep going? Should I keep going? Okay, cool. Okay, cool. I'm going to do it. Um, So, okay. March. Did I write the dates down? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. What did I do? Oh yeah. March 23rd, 2020. Saturn moved into the sign of Aquarius. It was there until July 1st. It's popped, it's retrograded back into Capricorn uh, for a few months. It'll come back December 17th. So Saturn in Aquarius is a really big deal. So Saturn moves through each zodiac sign once every 29 and a half years. So the last time Saturn was in Aquarius um, was 91 through 94. The time before that, 62 to 64. Mm. And the time before that, 32 to 35. Whoa. And I'm just kidding. Those yeah. are some heavy yeah. dates. Wait, drop those dates again. <laughs> drop those dates yes, in my mind. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, so let's start with 32 through 35. Uh, the Great, Great Depression. Depression. Yep. Kind of a big World deal. War II. We're heading into one, yeah. two. It was right before World War II. It was also when in the United States, Social Security and banking regulations were created. Interesting. So those are things that are really being threatened right now. Mm-hmm. Those are things that people don't believe that they, they'll have social security. People are like, what's the point in putting into the system? I'm not going to get anything out of it, right? And we know what's happening with banking regulations is, is frightening, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, too big to fail, is that what they call it or whatever? Anyways, so that's then. Let's go to 62 through 64. Kind of a big deal. Civil Rights Act, Voting Rights Act. This was a time of great social unrest, not unlike today, where we have um, the issues of racial justice um, or racial racial injustice, more specifically, really up in the populace and people fighting on the streets for equality. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, This is a really important time for us to understand because. If you, most people know about the Saturn return. I think we even talked about it in the last time I was on your show, right? The Saturn return for people happens at around like 28, 29 years old, yeah. and then 29 years after that, and then 29 years after that. And there, there are these periods of maturity and coming into your own. And when we look at social movements or social conditions, having Saturn returns, it's like they come into a whole new view within society. So 62 through 64, we know what was going on then. Now, 91 through 94, this is when um, it was caught on video of police beating Rodney King. And there was another social uprising in response to that. So we see in the 91 through 94 and now how um, the, the use of recording is essential to people being activated and and a social uprising to demand change Mm -hmm. occurs, right? Um, Now, within all of this, um, I think it's really inspiring and also important to recognize that over the course of the next two and a half years, um, we all need to be agents of, um, of the fight for social justice and specifically racial justice and not exclusively racial justice, but specifically because part of what these Saturn and Aquarius cycles are teaching us is that um, the kind of fight for equality, unfortunately seems to come out of the populace being shown in kind of violent terms, the inequalities, Mm. right? And there's something that is 
it, that it says about us mm-hmm. as a populace, mm-hmm. right? That we don't give a fuck unless we're being forced to give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something we can strive to change. Now, something else that happened in 91, 94 period is that's when um, the first WWW, like the World Wide Web, was released to the public. So the internet was technically created meaningfully before that, but it was released to the public as like a public works kind of thing, oh. like something that was free and accessible in the last Saturn and Aquarius. And then this Saturn and Aquarius, March 28th, 23rd, 28th, something like that, is when we all started living on the internet. We all had to go into our homes Zoom. and be on our devices and our interconnectedness is through the internet. And also the social uprising and the protests on the streets kind of were able to catch in the way they were in part because people were filming at the protests. They were sharing it across the world. Um, and, you know, and it's not just the U.S. I mean, we can talk about lots of different nations and lots of lots of different social uprisings. But here we are. Yeah, and so then that's on the I other think, end, yeah. like our our, you know, our data on the Internet and how that's being utilized in our country with yes. the whole Zoom encryption issues, all that kind of stuff. It's like yeah. our use of the Internet and our privacy and our freedom to use the Internet is simultaneously being challenged at the same time that we're Correct. using it and connecting more than ever through it. And if we don't create net neutrality and if we don't create legislation that protects our online rights, here's the risk that the next Saturn in Aquarius in 29 years, a big part of the civil rights issue will be fighting for a free internet, fighting for a free uh, kind of like access because really the internet should be a public works that is accessible to all mm-hmm. because you cannot function in the modern world without certainly in the US without access to the internet you can't even go to school without it anymore you know mm-hmm. so many kids are now yeah. needing to be at home um, but even before COVID you know so much of education is now happening online and so I think I think that there are so many things that to me are on the front lines of uh, civil rights struggles, including disability rights, mm-hmm. um, LGBTQ rights, women's rights, uh, a right to a free press. Um, and of course, very importantly, civil rights and uh, really looking at racial injustice, also uh, xenophobia and how that all mixes in. And of course, within all of this, and I'm missing things, I'm missing things. Trust me, I'm missing a lot of things. Um, and capitalism is, of course, like deeply woven into all of this. But within all of this, the thing that I keep on wanting to come back to is the transit of Saturn through any sign is trying to get us, each of us as individuals, to see our civic duty, to see that we are a member of society and that we we are a part of society. And so we have a choice around our role. And that is a matter of integrity. You know what I mean? Saturn is the planet that governs a sense of integrity and um, acting moralistically. It, there's multiple planets that govern moralistic behavior, but Saturn is in the context of society. Um, so is Jupiter. But anyways, um, so I think that there's like a meaningful call here for all of us. And I also think I think it's important to acknowledge Saturn also governs fear. You know, Saturn governs um, fear and depression and feeling squashed by things. And so you're kind of inert, like you can't do anything because it's all too much. Mm. And so if, you know, someone's listening to this and they're like, shit, I can't, I can't be educated on all those things. I can't care about all those things. I can't mobilize on all those things. Pick one, pick three, pick three and toggle between them. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. um, my, 
I am a big believer in doing something is much better than doing nothing. So if your choice is nothing or something instead of all the things, just do something. And in regards to that, you know, I really am a big believer in voting. And I will say that the Voting Rights Act is going to have its second set of return. And at the time when the president's like, oh, we'll just cancel the election. We'll just cancel the postal service, which is the only way that people are going to be able to vote safely, right? Mm-hmm. And so we must fight <laughs> for our voting rights. Right? Like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's real talks. And, you know, Gloria Steinem like wrote this post recently and one little part of it was voting is not the most we can do to have our, uh, what was it? She didn't say our voices heard. She said it way better. She said to, to make our, to make a mark on society, but it is the least we can do. And that's my attitude. I don't know if voting works. I'm not, I'm I'm not God. Nobody knows if voting works, (laughs) but what I do know is that if it doesn't work, it is a very small action that you wasted. True. Think of how many mm-hmm. stupid magazines you've looked at. How many times you scrolled through Instagram and lost an hour of your life. It is the fucking least you can do. And if it does have an impact, mm. then it's a massive thing to do. And so it just seems like, you know, I'm a capital I'm all about cost benefit. Like <laughs> it costs you very little. And if it works, it gives you a great deal. And there's and no negative it, impact if you do. There's it. no negative impact. Mm-hmm. There's no negative impact. Um, so, you know, And I know somebody else, I don't remember who it was that said this, but she was just like, you know, think of voting like dating, not like getting married. You know what I mean? Like you can hook up. You don't have to like love them and want to spend the rest (laughs) of your life with them. But it's just better to to like vote for the lesser of evils. I do believe when we are dealing with um, what I see as a really repressive government. And Mm -hmm. I just want to hold space for people of different ways. Looking at the world, this is the way I look at the world. So, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting because right now, like, for instance, I know I'm I'm speak. I'll speak for you, too. Right now, you know, for instance, like in the DMs, you'll have all sorts of people sending messages saying you need to post about this. Please post about this. And everything's coming at you a thousand miles a minute. And I know when we get these DMs, like, first of all, I appreciate it because it's bringing in information but I also yes. know that it's coming from a good place in someone's heart. But at the same time, what I've realized via mistakes I've made, that is if I yeah. just start posting everything I'm seeing, guess what? All of a sudden, I'll actually click on that Instagram. I'll look into the person who's posting. I'm going down a line and feel like, oh, they actually support this, this, this. And this was yep. manipulated to try to get me to distract from da, 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 da. Yes. And it's like, yeah. it's almost like, yes, it's important to take in the information like you're saying, but it's so encouraging to be like, take that deep breath and be like, we have to think critically, like you said, yes, and just take yes. our time instead of just putting out as much information as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And I also get really overwhelmed because people will DM me and they'll be like, post this and they'll just give me a link. And I'm like, are you telling me you need me to do research right now? Because I'm actually in the middle of my work. Yeah. Day. <laughs> and I know that it's coming from someplace. Good, but I understand that you have faith in my ethics mm-hmm. and in my politics but I don't know yours. Mm-hmm. So now I have to do a bunch of research, which is fine. Yeah. I'm happy to do research, but there's, there's a little way that I think that everyone's scared. And so when they turn to a source that they trust that they, we can be very demanding of that source mm-hmm. and you don't want to burn out your sources. You know what I mean? Like there, if you want to share news, don't like, just for anyone who's listening, you can share a post and be like, here are the two sources. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when people send me shit and it's three years old, I'm like, 
Why are you wasting my time, girl? I know you, I know you mean well, but just look at the fucking dick. Look, Cause that is like a really common mistake people make. Yeah. And I'm like, and it is the literal easiest thing to source. Mm-hmm. Like this was written in the Obama administration. Okay. So it's not as relevant for right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think we need to really pay attention um, to what we're asking of the people that are helping us so that they can sustain the effort because all of us are struggling. Like everybody's struggling, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I think people who aren't struggling, I'm so confused by those people. I'm like, <laughs> what do you care about? Where are you living? How is it for you? <laughs> or maybe um, they just love watching the world burn. I might be a little more in that category maybe. where I was like, this is what I've been waiting <laughs> this for. This is what we deserve. <laughs> Does, is that, is there, do those people exist? Maybe they do. I don't know. I just am like, I hate seeing suffering mm-hmm. I, no but there is I, there is a part of it that's encouraging because when we're when we're all so deeply aware of the suffering then it it is a catalyst for change and it is a hope yeah. that there will be a big like kind of like when you step off a really big ledge like you're jolted yeah. but then you you're making a move in a direction where before you were just kind of standing on the ledge towing it and yeah. not really going anywhere yeah. yeah so yeah this is a really it's a really powerful time Okay, Brads, I'm going to fill you in on a little secret, a little personal secret, a tip of mine. Um, I honestly believe that I can be wearing anything. I'm talking bottom of the barrel laundry day outfits. And as long as I have my lashes done, it's my personal thing, got my lashes done and I'm wearing some gold jewelry, I feel like a million bucks no matter what to assure that I'm always feeling my best because let's be honest, who wants to feel any less? Uh... I only wear jewelry now that I never have to take off. And right now, that jewelry is Majori. Majori is the place to shop for classic fine jewelry pieces for a ton of reasons. But first and foremost, they're fairly priced. Fine jewelry shouldn't cost you tens of thousands or even thousands upon thousands of dollars. Majori offers fine jewelry for every day at great prices. And they still only use premium materials like 14 karat gold, sterling silver, pearls, and diamonds. Um, Majority pieces are the jewelry that summer dreams are made of broads. Think minimal designs, classic silhouettes that all go seamlessly together. And speaking of summer, because these pieces are made with the best materials, you'll never have to worry about taking them off. Yes, even in water. And if you're looking for some help on where to start or um, knowing what pieces will go together best, or maybe even just trying to figure out your ring size, Majori offers digital one-on-one styling appointments to answer all of your styling questions. And let me tell you, they have some great stylists on there. You can get just great styling advice. Um, Personally, for myself, some of my favorite Majori pieces, speaking of astrology today, I have the cutest Zodiac um, ear studs, and I never take them off. Like, absolutely never. And I've had them for about a year and a half now. They look good as new. I wear them every single time I'm in the shower, in the bath, swimming, whatever. Also, I've been rocking some adorable Majori rings um, for the past six months. And in the past six months, I've been doing a lot of hand washing. Lots and lots of hand washing. And the rings still gleam. They glisten. They look great. Okay, couldn't recommend Majori more. Uh, plus, you'll get free shipping on all U.S. and can- uh, Canada orders, easy returns, and a two-year warranty on all of your Majori pieces. So head to Majori.com slash chatty 
and enter code CHATTY10 for 10% off your first order. Again, that's M-E-J-U-R-I.com slash chatty, Majori.com slash chatty, and enter code CHATTY10 for 10% off your first order. Now I'm going to add one last thing to the mix, uh, which is Uranus in Taurus, which I may have mentioned last time, I don't know, but Uranus was last in the sign of Taurus in these dates, 1934 through 1942. Not much happened. Oh, wait, it was World War II. Um, so, <laughs> this is why uh, the pianist was freaking me out when I was watching it. Maybe so. So the thing about World War II um, is that it was the rise of fascism globally, right? It wasn't just one fascist leader. Mm-hmm. It was a bunch of them. And it wasn't just a bunch of fascist leaders. It was other nations turning a blind eye, like just making the decision to not get involved. Mm -hmm. Right. Which, by the way, the U.S. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that is because of its own shitty values and its own, you know, deeply white supremacist uh, history. And when I say history, I mean history up until this very moment. Um, So. When I look at this transit of Uranus in Taurus and it started in May of 2018 and it's happening until May of 2026. Uh, yeah, sorry. I apologize. I apologize. I know. I apologize. Um, we can expect these themes of abuses of power and the oppression and repression of people. And we are seeing around the world, you know, camps and Mm. genocide and just in profound oppression And it's interwoven with climate change. It's interwoven with climate change in many parts because climate change equals a lack of resources of water and food. And so we have to be really uh, intersectional in our thinking. Um, And when I say intersectional, what I look, because I feel like that's a word that is used in many ways. And what I mean is to understand that there are through lines of all topics with each other. You know, um, it's, it's, it's really, really important that we recognize that all of these things are interconnected. And so for some people, you might hear that and be like, oh my God, it's too overwhelming. Like I can't tolerate all of this pain, all of the, all the complexity. And so I shut down. And so the key is to, when you have the capacity, educate yourself to whatever extent you can. And if you learn better by listening, then listen to podcasts. And if you learn better by reading, then read articles. And if you learn better by watching videos and watch fucking videos, Mm -hmm. right? But it's about like doing those things and then recognizing what do I have the capacity for, you know, and committing to doing whatever it is that you can do and trying to make it a part of your life so that you're, you're keeping education and advocacy or activism or microactivism, an active part of your life and hopefully your conversations with friends and family and all that kind of stuff. And there's just a bazillion ways to be ethical. And in fact, on my Instagram and my highlights, I, um, I had gone on, on my Instagram stories and been like, Hey, tell me, what are you doing to make a difference? How are you participating in the world? And I just like screenshot and shaved, saved everyone's answers. And some of the answers 
were repeated. And there were like things you think like contacting members of Congress and donating money. And then a lot of them were things I never would have thought of. And they were really exciting and inspiring. So, and I'll probably do it again and then like save all the answers that are unique. It was a little hard because there was a lot of them, (laughs) but like save them to my stories and uh, just, you can use it as a resource Mm -hmm. to be like, you know, okay, these are things I could actually do. They make sense for me and my family. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like if you're a mom and you're like working, you, you, how much time do you have? But there's, there is always something that we can do and we can always strive to do a little bit better than we did before. And that's, that's where I always return to when people ask me about the astrology of 2020, because I can predict what's going to come, but I would rather say, what the call to action is mm-hmm. in a way, mm-hmm. because then we can change what it looks like is coming, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to do. We want to get the very best of our circumstances yeah. um, because, because we need an uprising because we need reforms to healthcare. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I just saw that the federal government has won in court the ability to give less money to hospitals. That's what they're doing right now. They're trying to strip hospitals of federal funding, strip. Um, So, you know, we have to be aware of of that and how capitalism is just not great for healthcare and how, you know, I'm Canadian. So I grew up with medical insurance. I grew up until you're 16 years old, you could go to the dentist. That's why I have teeth. Otherwise, there'd be a lot more gold in this thing. A lot more gold in this thing. Not in a cute way, you know, like, oh, I, I got busted teeth and that's what's happening. Right? Um, but like, yeah, having, having access to medical is not socialism, whether you like or dislike socialism. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just what most developed countries have, right? And so like, we need this to be uh, something we think about and educate ourselves about and talk about and talk about with people we disagree with. And then- Within that, I'll just add one more thing, which is connected to this whole like propaganda and like fake news conversation, which is having disagreements about how to get to an agreed upon goal is, is okay. It doesn't feel good, but it's okay. Having disagreements about our worldview is okay. Where the problem lies is when the disagreements are based in an essential disrespect um, or oppression. And I think that that's something that a lot of people have a hard time with when they're like talking to family and stuff like that. We're just like, well, I want them to tolerate my views. So why am I not tolerating theirs? And so I think that the, the, a good metric is if somebody's view is this kind of human does not deserve human rights and dignity and equal treatment because of the color of their skin or who they have sex with or their gender or whatever. Or even, or who, or even who they vote for. You know, or who the they well, real talks, yes, or whether or not they want to wear a mask or whatever it is. Yeah. Like when we're talking about like this person doesn't deserve the same dignity that I want mm-hmm. to be treated with. That's when it's not a difference in opinion. It's different. It's a it's a profound and fundamental difference in ethics. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, in the words of Brene Brown, you can't be a jackass whisperer. Like you sometimes got to know. Like so, there's no room for conversation in this. Mm. This is this is like a a waste of my precious energy and my precious energy can actually be impactful over there. So it is okay to do what I do with one of my parents, which is every time he tries to talk to me about a damn thing, I say, I like you. So I'm not going to fucking talk to you about this because for the record, you're wrong. I think you're wrong. And then I won't talk about it further. So I'm always reaffirming like we disagree and I know you're wrong, but I don't want to talk to you about this at all. So for me, that's my, my way of engaging so that I'm not like, 
pretending to agree, but I'm also not engaging because there's no, there's no point. And, you know, some people would say that's the wrong way. You've got to decide for yourself what you're going to do with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the way forward is to find your way and to constantly check back in and be like, you know, I might in a month be like, yeah, that's not working. I have to change my approach. And I think we need to give ourselves the latitude to evolve and change and to kind of adjust based on where we're at, where other people are at and what's happening in the world. You know what I mean? And this is not just my opinions. It's my opinions informed by the astrology. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Well, Jessica, I mean, obviously it's scary, (laughs) but I think what's such a good reminder to me is when you're talking and even you bring up the example of the hunger games is that like right now, and like you were saying to Becca, like, I mean, we're, we're in, this is, a horrible circumstance, but it is a unique circumstance. And I know, for instance, in my home, uh, my husband losing his job for the past few months um, allowed more time for him to start researching about civil rights and a lot of stuff that he and now all of a sudden this is something he needed to be, but now is way more passionate and informed about. It's like, okay, now we can we can we can take that and look at the positive side and then just remember what like when we're on the same team, because that's the other thing I feel like I've been seeing so often is, yes, of course, we all have different opinions and passions and I'm all about growing. And like when I'm wrong or I'm not informed, like I need to know. But I feel like so many of us who are who do inherently believe in the same thing are starting to just pick each other apart because we're all just so tense and there's so much stress. But to remember, yeah, that remember who we're fighting against, not each other. Remember who we're fighting. And also, I'd love to hear that you're your husband's able to be like, okay, so this part of my life isn't, isn't where I want it to be, but now I'm going to leverage this time. And I think, I think that, that it, it does take a willingness to accept where we're at Mm -hmm. to then pivot and make use of it, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think a lot of us struggle with accepting where we're at. And, um, you know, I talk to people, in April who were like, mm, COVID will be done by the summer. And I was like, really? Um, or like people saying like, oh, we'll have that vaccine. Humans have never created a vaccine in less than four years. That is the quickest we've ever come up with a vaccine. Now, modern medicine's different. The whole world's working on it at once. But to think we're going to have it in less than a year, trust all that. <laughs> and I'm very pro-vaccine. I'm very pro-vaccine. Yeah. But, but uh, it's just, it just means that it's an experiment on humans. Yeah. Well, That's when Fauci it. comes on and, and is like, it's going to be ready uh, by September. And it's just like, what? <laughs> that does not make any sense. Do I feel comfortable injecting myself with it? Mm, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. I mean, here's, here's the thing. I'm very, very, very pro-vaccine. I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a civil, like it's our civic duty, you know, that's my attitude. I know different people, different attitudes, but I think it's our civic duty to protect others. Sort of similar, uh, by similar idea to the masks, you know? Yeah. It's identical. It's yeah. really, it's identical. And also there's a reason why vaccines go through rigorous testing over the course of time, because if they only test on a small group of people and then they don't wait to see what happens. Yikes. Yikes. TM. So I, I just feel like, you know, this is, this is like a really complicated time. You know, it's just a really, it's a, it's a complicated time. And some things are like, we've never gone through it before. We've never gone through all of these things at once with the internet. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That is is something that I think we need to keep on talking about and returning to is, you know, the the power 
of the internet and the pros and cons of it this is what and how we have to develop greater responsibility. It. This is what you were just I talking just about? I just posted the other night on my, when I was freaking out watching the penis. I posted on my story. <laughs> what is this movie? You've I've never, never seen, seen Adrian Brody. No. He plays a Jewish pianist in World War II oh. in Poland. Okay, well, now you're making me feel bad for when you said pianist at first. I went like this because I, I was like, you're not talking about penises. You're talking about pianists. And now I've, now I've even made it feel worse because I brought it to your attention. You clearly didn't know the I was being a dork. Um, no, I had no idea what that movie was. Okay. I thought you were doing okay. this like pianist, like playing piano. I was, but I was in my mind. I was like, pianist. Pianist, not pianist. Uh, I don't, I don't know why I would make a 12 year old boy's joke. Uh, it's such a serious time in our lives, but I did I think, it. I think we need more of I that, to be honest. I accept okay. it. I'm not insulted. Okay. Adrian okay, Brody okay. might be, but no. He might, well, It's yes. an incredible movie. It's on Netflix right now. Highly recommend. But Because mm-hmm. it, it really shows in a way that a lot of um, Holocaust movies don't, like sort of the slow mm-hmm. step into the into genocide is really yeah. what it yeah. really highlights. Anyway, but I posed the question on my story. I said, can the internet, do you believe the internet can potentially prevent the rise of basically fascist power? And it was interesting because mm-hmm. the answers were split 50-50. And I was like, well, that's oh. that's fitting because the answer <laughs> is yes and no. Like, yes, it, yes, will, yes. it can totally empower um, a fascist system. And then, but, but, you know, at the same time, it can also... We, we are connected and we can, can also we, are, we can it. see what's going yeah. on and we can you know, yeah but sometimes seeing Although, isn't believing. To, to that point you know we still don't know what's happening in the detention centers yeah. and i put quotes on that because it is really they're really camps um we don't know what's happening in the detention centers because they haven't let the press in and there was just uh news was released that little children and young girls have been kept in hotel rooms by ice um, with no, like the only supervision they have is, is federal agents, which is bizarre to me that I'm just going to go off on a little, just, just, just it's put bizarre it out there, to me that the people talking about child sex trafficking are not acknowledging what is happening with the children at yeah. the border. Like why, how yeah. are we going to ignore that and say like, yeah. Oh, or what if we care about children around the world, but like these people were breaking the law. So then those children's lives don't matter. Yeah. Like it's so crazy. It's really deeply like, alarming. It's, it's alarming. And, but I will say this article and I can't remember where I read it. Um, it might've been the New York times or Buzzfeed, but the article I read did say that the concerns were that these children were being trafficked yeah. or that they were being harmed by ICE agents because we have no way of knowing. Why the fuck not? And yeah. Who would, who would want their little girls? I mean, little boys too, but who would want their little girls trapped in hotel rooms with border agents? I don't like, want the, my the, children taken anywhere without me. That's like yeah. the bottom line Nowhere. of it. Like, exactly. Exactly. Stolen from their parents and, detained. I mean, detained is just a way of saying incarcerated. And I, it, it like, it is such an important topic and it's so heartbreaking and we don't have photographic evidence. We don't have a lot of, we don't have a visual. And so it's something that between feeling helpless and also not being confronted with it visually that we see a lot less activism around it. Um, RIASIS is an amazing organization doing work and it, they're ones to like follow and engage with their content. And if you have money to donate, they're a great org to donate to if that's a topic you're in, you know, concerned about. I think it's one we all need to be concerned mm-hmm. about. Okay, so I said I was only going to say one more thing, but I'm going to say one more thing on top of Go my one it, more please. thing, if that's okay. Okay, um, 
Okay. So I mentioned before the Pluto return of the United States in 2021. Okay. So, and that's in February of 2021. And Pluto in astrology refers to many things, including, including some of the things I mentioned before, which I'm not going to repeat just for your mental health. And also it governs shame and it governs um, legacies of oppression. Mm. And the Pluto return of the United States will confront us with our history of genocide and our history of slavery and the history of being colonizers um, and a violent force in the world. Now, that's not the only thing we've been. We've also done great things. And there's a lot of things about the great American experiment of democracy and capitalism uh, that we've seen. But note that this is this is happening at a time where we have a president who is kind of trying to turn him and his family into a, a royal family. But the colonizers who came to this land were fleeing the monarchy, right? They were fleeing the royals. That's why they wanted to be the colonizers here. And so, you know, in a way, what we are dealing with now and what we will see at the start of 2021 is a lot of kind of like the shadow side and the evidence of this great American experiment and whether or not it works and who it works for. And the potential here is for us to transform it. So Pluto is the phoenix rising from the ashes. It's also the fire and it's also whatever it destroyed to create that phoenix to rise. So that's the whole damn thing with Pluto. And so this is when I say we're in the pregame show, that is a lot of what I'm talking about. It's like so much of this, you know, I see like on social people are always like, let it burn. Um, and that's what so much of this is, is we need to confront the shame of our history. Mm-hmm. We need to confront what doesn't, doesn't work about, American society and the government and whether or not the constitution actually, you know, protects us all. Cause it wasn't written to protect us all. Mm-hmm. It was only written to protect straight, heterosexual, Christian, white men as it. And, you know, do we need to update it? Because I would say we do, but you know, that's a scary idea too. So mm-hmm. there's like a whole thing there, but within the Pluto return of the United States is all the themes we've been talking about. Right. It's with all these things. And I think that, again, all we can do as individuals, if you're not a politician or somebody with like buckets and buckets of money where you can like make major social change, because, of course, money is power within capitalism. But if you're just like a Joe Schmo or a Joe Curley or whatever, <laughs> um, what you can do is you're one to three things, you know, like find something that you care about and 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 chip away uh, at that thing make it to make a difference and keep on educating yourself. I, I think that these are things we can do. And again, I would say within that voting is the very least. It's not the most, but it's the least. And we should all be fucking doing it, especially if you've ever voted in a poll on social media or if you've ever voted for American Idol. God damn you. You better fucking vote in the next presidential election. Right. I mean, my God, not like I think that's necessarily like the people who would agree with all my ethics, but it's just like, if you can find the time to vote in my polls mm-hmm. on my Instagram stories, you better be voting you, for the president. If you voted for Adam Lambert 500 times by calling Bless. on American Idol, okay. you can vote. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Appreciate it. Yeah. I know. Well, Do you feel heavy? Every once in a while, people ask me to talk about the astrology of 2020. And I always, I always emerge from the conversation feeling like I just put like weights on your shoulders. Do you feel like there are weights on your shoulders? now? I don't No. 
I feel kind of the opposite, to be honest. I know that we said earlier that I'm wired in the way of like, I like knowing a little bit. Yeah. But it's more. I think it's a, I, well, I personally feel it a little like it's affirming and validating. I don't yeah. think it's anything that we weren't thinking about. I think like, right. well, just Jess and I, just the text conversation we've been having back and forth. I think it's just like very much stuff that was already on our mind. So I think it feels kind of good to be like. Good. Maybe we're not just being crazy conspiracy yeah, theorists. Maybe we're so, not just spiraling. <laughs> but if you do create a chatty broads tinfoil hat, I want one. Merch. I'm just Great saying I merch. want one. I mean, merch. Jessica, yes. you got you got the cute books. You got the cute signs. You got everything just as always. Oh so the aesthetic mm-hmm. is always so incredible. And now you're giving us merch ideas. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm thank, First of all, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and also... Right back at you. And also, I do think I would wear your tinfoil hats. Actually, I have a great idea. I I think we should get someone to illustrate photos, illustrate pictures of us with tinfoil hats and put it (gasps) on a shirt. Ooh, that's actually that's really a good great idea. That's very okay, but in your version of a tinfoil hat, is there like a string? Yes, there's a, a string. Yeah. Yes, there's a string. Yes. I caught that. Yes. I caught that. I caught that. I love that. <laughs> it's a little it's not con- yeah, it's not conventional to put a bow under. No, it's like a sun hat, like the sort of like gone with the wind, like, like, you know, southern bow, bell, bow style, maybe to the side a little bit. Oh, I love that. Okay, so I see what you're doing. You're like tinfoil hat, but make it burn my brain. Yes. Like just, just, you know, I'm old enough that like I used to tan with the mirrors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's kind of like you're giving me like mirror tan reversal. Of course. Tin excitement. Tin will have, but make it Vogue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm very into it. I would wear that t-shirt. Uh, I would stick that sticker on the back of things. We will Love send. It. I just really want you to do <laughs> that. Made and sent. Okay. Well, well, thank you. Yeah, Jessica, thank you so much. Will you, can you plug away and then we'll put it, of course, in the notes. Okay. Uh, First of all, thank you for having me back. This was so great to hang out it's with you guys. It's so nice and to see you again. I'm so glad you weren't totally bummed by no, the tragedy no, of no, the astrology. No. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, so uh, find me on the World Wide Web at <laughs> lovelymiato.com, which is my website, and I have weekly horoscopes. You can learn to row with me on Patreon. Dot com. I also have a monthly horoscope where I just like break down all the major transits of the month ahead. Um, listen to the podcast out twice a week called Ghost of Podcast. I have a free app for iOS. It's called Tiny Spark. It is a magic eight ball that's pink, basically. And that says things like, move the fuck on. Or... <laughs> Stop asking that question. You already know the answer. So it's like you can hear my voice in your head when you use this uh, app. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Oh, yeah. I have a book. Buy my book. Uh, it's called Astrology for Real Relationships. And Ooh, I can't wait till I, you know, I didn't know just, about that. Yeah, it's very cute. I mean, I don't mean to like overwhelm no, you please. with the cuteness to watch me. Oh, Overwhelming my you with cuteness. Yeah. And it's not just about love relationships. It's about friendships and people you're boning. So it's it's not just about like I'm married or I'm partnered because I feel like all the astrology books are about that. Wait, I can borrow your book on my Kindle. It's available at the library. Do it. Please do that. That makes me so happy. Makes me happy, too. And it's at a library. Yeah. I also found out that it's at a library um, in New Zealand somewhere because it's like hard to get books in New Zealand. Like there's not as you know, it's not it's not like whatever. Anyways, I got so excited when I found out I was in a library there. It made me that is super cool. That is really cool. Thanks. Thank you so much. I think it was translated. 
um, and it's for sale in Brazil as well, but I've never seen a copy of it. So it's just a rumor. It's hearsay. It's hearsay, <laughs> I say. Um, and then let me see if there's anything else that I would want the people to know. No, I mean, you know, you can get all that stuff in, in the bubbles of my Instagram. Yes. If you're into social media, you know, <laughs> if you're not like taking a break. social media. <laughs> No, I, I am taking a break. I'm barely on there compared to where I, what I used to I do. I just have yeah. throwing. You've got you? great Goodreads reviews. You really do. I do. Thank oh. you. I don't look at them because no, they're, they're a tragedy yeah, usually. No, no, I can't. I can't. It's too but scary. But someone said, I feel both seen and attacked by this book. And it was a positive <gasps> Thank you. Review. That sounds yes. very much like something people say to me often. <laughs> <laughs> they say they both feel seen and attacked. And I that's what this. I'm looking for. Love it. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Um, so yeah, if you like emojis and you like astrology and you like people, then you're going to like my book. Great. Well, Jess, yeah, Jessica you. from Jess, Becca, Je- I know. <laughs> uh, we love you. Thank you so much for coming. I love you. Thank Mom. you Chats for having me. Soon. Chat soon, Rod. Chat soon. <laughs> <laughs>